O Lord Jesus Christ, who by thy death didst take away the sting of death, grant unto us thy servants, so to follow in faith where thou hast led the way, that we may at length fall asleep peacefully in thee, and wake up after thy likeness. For thy tender mercy's sake. Amen. Please be seated. There is a marked difference between all saints and all souls. Last night we had a festive high mass in which we celebrated the church triumphant and gloried in the legacy of the saints. Tonight has a much more somber and tender feel to it. To be sure, on both All Saints and All Souls, we proclaim the resurrection and we thank God for those who have gone before us in faith. It's just that most of us don't have a deeply emotional connection to Anselm or Hilda. Yes, their lives might serve as an inspiration for our own, but I don't know many people still grieving their deaths. All Souls is different because we are reminded of our grief tonight. Now, to be very clear, grief is not unchristian at all. As I often say at funerals, when there has been a presence of love in our lives and that presence becomes an absence, there is a hole left in our hearts and in our lives. And the name of that hole is grief. We can be confident of the resurrection and still miss our dearly departed We can entrust them to God's never-failing care and keeping and still wish that they were with us. There is nothing wrong with grief. Instead, there is something wrong with a faith that cannot handle grief other than to dismiss it. And this is what St. Paul is getting at at the portion of the first letter to the Thessalonians that we heard this evening. He writes that we are not to grieve as others who do not have hope. Now, he does not say that we are to only have hope and never grieve, not at all. Rather, he says that we are not to grieve as if we have no hope. Our grief takes on a unique character because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, and that character is hope. Now, this hope does not undo our grief. It doesn't even necessarily lessen how much grief we feel or how much it hurts but it does change it. Our hope proclaims that we are not alone in grief, and that, as the psalmist says in Psalm 30, weeping may spend the night, but joy comes in the morning. Yes, sometimes it is a long night, but our hope is in knowing that there comes a joyful dawn. We heard, we do not want you to be uninformed, brothers and sisters, about those who have died. And certainly there are a lot of uninformed ideas out there about death and the afterlife. I'm not going to get into all the ways that this misinformation about death shows up in our culture. But if we just pay attention to these words in First Thessalonians, we will find the gospel truth that counters all of that bad theology that is out there. Right in the middle of the text we heard read, there's a verse that may well have been an early creed in the church. For since we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so through Jesus, God will bring with him those who have died. That verse 
is why we do not grieve without hope. First is our belief that Jesus died. Jesus' death on the cross was the atoning sacrifice for sin and a demonstration of God's abundant love. Jesus' crucifixion for us and our salvation assures us that nothing stands between us and God. Not the mistakes that we have made, not the doubts that we have had, not the things that we never got around to accomplishing. Nothing. All that separates us from God has been atoned for, removed from the balance sheet, and in its place we are given the righteousness of Jesus, and this transaction is what we call grace. We contribute sin, and we receive salvation. As St. Paul puts it in Romans, For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. We can have hope that nothing separates us from the love of God because of the cross of Christ. And this is why on all souls the appropriate liturgical color is purple. Because on this day we realize our need for mercy given to us on the cross. And casting all our cares on God, we know the consolation of his love. The cross, though, of course, is only half of it. The other half is that Jesus rose again. And the resurrection not only affirms the depths of God's love that we saw on the cross, but it demonstrates that not even God's own death can prevent God from continuing to love us. As we know from St. Paul's writing in 1 Corinthians, love never ends. And this is how our grief is different from those who do not have hope. For them, there is nothing beyond the grave. But we know the truth that is expressed in the Eucharistic prayer at funerals. For to thy faithful people, O Lord, life is changed not ended. Now, as they say, change is hard, and it is. Grief is hard, but grief is not eternal, because death is not eternal. And we are confident of this because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, which shows us that God can handle death. Then St. Paul continues and says that through Jesus, God will bring with him those who have died, the great anthem of Easter is the Pascha Nostrum, which is a collection of verses in the New Testament. And part of that anthem proclaims, Christ is risen from the dead and become the first fruits of them that slept. For since by man came death, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. It's not just that Jesus was raised from the dead because he was God, but our hope is that he was the first fruit of the resurrection and that we and all of our dearly departed are the later harvests. One poet has said, I will die, but that is all I will do for death. Now, there's no way to cheat death, but that doesn't mean that we owe death anything, not our fear, not our energy, not our lives. Our hope is in Jesus, 
who is our way that leads to eternal life. All of the joy of Easter shall be ours in the resurrection, and it is in that joy and that peace that our dearly departed now rest. And that is our hope in the midst of grief. At the end of this passage we heard, Therefore encourage one another with these words. And this is why we mark all souls, to do something productive with our grief to hope. We do not deny our grief. We do not skip over the pains of death. We do not pretend that death is not a big deal. No. We lament. We grieve. We give our pain and our uncertainty to God and trust that the very same love that drove Jesus to the cross and raised him up on the third day is the love that our dearly departed now rest in and where one day by the mercy of God we will join them. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit.